0: Seven, seven. Seven, seven. Seven, seven. Uh, hello and welcome back to The Reeve and Bloom Show. Good to have you along once again. Uh, we've been ploughing through these in recent weeks. I don't think we expected this series to go on as long as it has done, but we've said that we will continue throughout lockdown um, and throughout um, whatever happens. So welcome back. Ben, how are you? You're back to work, aren't you? What's,
1: what's I- it like working again? I'm alive. Um, I've done four four days of work at a school. Um, Jack, it feels like, and I'm not playing down the virus here, it feels like it was scarier thinking about going back to work and reading lots of people worrying about schools on Twitter than it was actually going back to work so if I can give some kind of positive on people worrying about going back to work all the children are in bubbles I'm only in contact with nine per day I've done four days I don't work Fridays and um, everybody is clean and sprayed and washed hands and social distance and everything is okay I'm okay is it
0: like when you go to sort of a wildlife park
1: and you've got the big um, (laughs) you know the big
0: metal basins and you've got to like pub your Pop your hand sanitizer out of it before you, before there,
1: you walk through. There are parts of my job um, that are like dealing with people at a <laughs> world like No, uh, look, the, the, the thing is the kids in the end, all they need is, um, any parents listening will know, kids need a routine. They need yeah. to feel safe. So... Once you get onto the third day of right turn around we're spraying you and then it becomes fun and then it's right coming from play straight to the sink wash your hands sit down lift your food up I'm going to wipe yes I am cleaning under kids tables for oh <laughs> by the way I would be a music teacher but I'm I'm quite redeployed um in the crisis so Um, I am literally a a dog's body at a school but very happy to be there and um, I feel I do feel safe so that's good good. well that's um, that
0: yeah I think um, you've hit the nail on the head there that Twitter is basically just a a scaremongering echo chamber it's very at the moment it's very wise to to limit your time on that on that platform I think Um, and if you do go on there make sure you're following the right people. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk about football. We're here to talk about a bit of Norwich, a bit of Ipswich. And we've also thrown in a few curveballs today. We're going to be talking about Sunderland, Newcastle and other bits and bobs. So the first thing that we'll discuss, Ben, it's been a busy few days, actually. I think, as we said in, in the last few episodes, things are starting to take shape now. And I think this has been a really formative week um, for the Premier League and the Championship, maybe. Maybe not so much League One, but we'll get onto that in, in a little while. Premier League teams won't have to pay back um, Sky rebate money for a season. Um, quoted from The Athletic, it says, as it, as the last meeting of the Premier League clubs, the top flight sides were informed they will lose a minimum of £330 million of broadcasters, even upon the completion of the season. That's then broken down into... Um, each club and how much they pay back the athletic said as it stands liverpool would pay 21.5 million pounds but rock bottom norwich city would return only six pounds say rock,
1: say self-funded norwich city, not rock bottom norwich city. <laughs> i'm taking it the 14 zip switch yeah
0: <laughs> so what does this mean for premier League clubs because they're still gonna to have to pay the money back just slightly delayed is that right
1: yeah, so hopefully, I mean, let's take it from a Norwich City point of view. So Norwich get the amazing promotion. They get up, they get the, you know, we all hear the 100 million quid TV money. And then we had this sense of that Norwich were actually going to be rather unlucky because they were going to get up, they were going to be relegated. And the one great thing about getting up, they weren't going to get all off, were they? You're we going to have to start paying this yeah. back. So I think in respect of... Um, of your club, Jack, I think that's a good thing. I mean, look, Norwich have been so sensible for the last couple of years, haven't they, that yeah. um, they would likely, you know, have this all in the budgets, but um, so sky have gone first, haven't they? And that's 175 million of it. And yeah. as you, as you said, um, not, not all animals are equal here. Liverpool will have to pay back yeah. way more than Norwich. Cause you know, they, they make way more. They're on the, t- you know, we understand the, capitalist nature of this but hopefully for a club like Norwich it will mean because that could have been really disastrous if they'd have it to pay that be. back immediately um that could have really you know these these plans that are two three five years long if you believe exactly takes Stuart Webber to the to yeah. the word there um that, that could have been a really a really bad thing so my thought on it would be that um it'd probably just be like you or I having a loan, that they'll Mm. they'll organise what's got to go back, how it's got to go back. Remember, the good thing is they've only received this money, I think there's, is there three through the season or two? Something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you don't get all of it. Go ahead. I think the main reason that they've done this is so that clubs can still spend, as they would have done in the transfer window, right? And that will then... Have a ripple effect throughout the league, so League Two clubs and League One clubs will hopefully have to see some money trickling down, which therefore will 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 hopefully help them. And when I saw these figures, I was reading the article last night, and I saw that Norwich would have to pay six point eight million pounds. I thought I thought it was going to be way more than that. I don't think that's going to be a massive. I mean, it's obviously a hit. Any club losing seven million quid is is not ideal, but it's almost money that they probably realised they never really had, and it's just. You know, yeah. it's
1: just numbers on a page, isn't it? It's yeah, it's difficult because you, obviously you're right, yeah. Um, but still, the money man at um, Norwich would have budgeted to spend yeah. that six point eight million quid on on something, and now now they don't have it. So it's a it's a whole it's a hole in a budget, isn't it? But um no, I I I think um, you know we we've said um, for ages about long term versus short-term here. And what you said is totally right. Even though people won't like the transfer market were in a game, but you're dead right that getting that transfer market working has far more long-term value than, no, no one spend anything. That's going to kill clubs further on down the line. It won't kill Norwich or Liverpool or whoever, but, you know, the, I don't know, pick any lower division club that relies on selling one player for 800 grand every two years or whatever they, there they're
0: will gonna, also be them clubs further down that will have them sell on fees you know the, the Coventries of the world who have still got you know a your new fullback as well yeah so yeah. there's going to be clubs relying on multi-million pound sales for them to have some money trickle down. But so Jack,
1: just quickly. did you see the the real figure in that report, the doomsday scenario? Yes. If the Premier League curtails seven hundred and sixty two million needs to be paid back. That is basically the TV guys. Showing that they are puppeteering this yeah. whole industry, isn't it? So Massively. we are screwed, all four divisions, if the Premier League does not finish, and they and they really aggressively demand that money. I can't see why they would, because it would be killing the goose that lays the golden egg, wouldn't it? But
0: but if if you flip it, and you were and you were Mister Sky Sports or Mister, you know, Amazon. And you have paid for a product in which you haven't received. Yeah. It's it's very much the same as us going. Well, I want a refund for my season ticket. I've paid for a product that I haven't received. So I know it's on a much bigger scale, but I kind of see. I can't how, argue with that, Jack. How, how you're, both, you're
1: right. How both? Yeah. How, how but both, when you what, when you hear, so to interrupt. When you hear people going, oh, why don't they just stop? Why? Why you know? Why do they have to continue? There you go. That that's why because. They are over a barrel for 700 million quid, those 20 clubs.
0: Yeah, I think I was one of them people maybe a a month or six weeks ago. I was saying, well, I don't think it's going to be safe. I don't see the the value in in continuing the season. Um, Let's just restart it when it's safe or let's just null and void. And I think over the weeks I've become gradually more, um, you know, more okay with, with it continuing. Yes, Norwich will probably probably go down, although it's it's basically like starting a season from scratch. You know, everything's different. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm actually quite excited. And, and let's talk about the fixture list that I think it's still provisional, but I can't see it changing too much from from what we've seen. If you haven't already seen it, I think it's all over Twitter. I saw Max Rushton tweet it out. Um, it's on The Athletic as well. It's basically, I don't know what you think, it's, basically going to be like a World Cup, but for the Premier League. I'm really excited.
1: You're yeah, only reminding me of Jack, when, you, when you're in the pub and the pub does Sky Sports and you go into the toilets for a pee and they've got that poster up of yes. all the games that are on in the pub. And it's just literally game after game after game after game yeah. on TV. It reminded me of that. Um, to your but, point, no I... Talking about that, my my local pub back in Yarmouth, I'm
0: sure people know of it, it's called The Avenue. It's, it's a really nice pub actually, but some of the things are slightly outdated and they've still got one of them Premier League fixture lists, but they've got like... Daniel Sturridge in a Chelsea shirt they've got like just it was like from the 2011 season. is it slightly discolored yeah massively discolored it's like this isn't inviting people in people like let's update it a little bit yeah that's my um my little Yarmouth uh, story for the day
1: I I think you're right though I don't I think that's what we'll see and honestly I think that's what will that's what will happen now unless in wider society there's some disaster with the with the R number but Um, And I I go to what you said, Jack, and I'll I'll stand up for you. I think it's perfectly reasonable for someone six weeks ago with the evidence they had six weeks ago to have held the position that you held. And I I hope that more people, you know, because you get this thing on Twitter of, right, I once said this thing, so I'm now going to stubbornly until the end of time not go back on what I said. Of course it's fine to change your mind. That shows strength of mind and strength of thought to absorb new information as it comes all the time. I was the same. Um, I've needed to be convinced that it would be safe. And now I've got six rounds of Premier League testing numbers where it's been, you know, 0.1%, 0.2%, 0.1%. And it looks safe. And now there's, a, you know, there's 5,000 people queuing up outside IKEA. And... <laughs> Um, there's staff expected to work in there for much less money on much less testing. I know I've hammered this um, socialist thing each time, Jack, but I don't see players now able to argue that they're being asked to do anything that um, workers in wider society. You're back to work now. I'm back to work. Aren't being right. asked to do so. It is um, that evidence are... thing, isn't it?
0: And, and I think yeah. it, it was a line you said a few uh, a few episodes ago. We we were talking about the the games leading up to the Bundesliga and I still wasn't massively convinced and you were like well it's probably one of the safest industries they've all been tested they're being tested regularly um, and then they're in a very closed environment and it's it's yeah it it is it feels safe hopefully look the atmosphere is will be damaged it's not the football that we're used to but it's still football and I've enjoyed some of the some of the Bundesliga action even though I've got no you know affinity to any of the clubs really um so if i'm able to watch norwich city on bbc on amazon on free to view telly that's great and and there's football all the while that's brilliant
1: and jack as soon as you have that emotional investment that tribal feeling that um i forget the word you you used um that began with i you were um i I can't remember what the (laughs) word was but um you know the 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 feeling of when you're watching as soon as you know who invested is what you said um as soon as you know who those players are and have that you'll feel very very differently about the you know I watched Bundesliga game and I knew who Thomas Muller was <laughs> I, I knew who Jaden Sancho and Erling Haaland was and Mats Hummels and you know, basically anyone who's played in the World Cup I knew <laughs> I knew it. who they were but otherwise whereas uh, the the likes of you and I will be able to tell you all of the first teams, all of the substitutes, the formations, the managers, yeah. the previous clubs of the players, we'll know their characters, we'll know their signature manoeuvres, you know, you, you, obviously you're going to be so much more invested.
0: The, the, the really interesting thing for Norwich fans at the moment, I think, look, a lot of Norwich fans still aren't convinced about the whole return to football behind closed doors. The one thing that feels universal across the board is they don't want the FA Cup to come back now for oh, me no, yeah I hold a really different opinion here I would love to see Norwich City go all the way and win it I don't care that we wouldn't be there to to, to to see it it's still on the you know it's still on the history books the cup would still be on our trophy cabinet Ipswich fans more than any know that Norwich City haven't won um too many trophies and you continually remind us of it so it'd be lovely to win an FA cup and I just I don't get the argument that they would prefer to see us lose just because they're not there. I don't get that argument.
1: Baffling, baffling. Yeah. It would be the it would be the greatest day in in Norwich's history, wouldn't it, if they won the FA Cup? Uh, possibly. Yes, yeah. you know, it would yeah. be the biggest thing that they they'd ever won and it's it's always that always that thing of and we, we try and persuade children of that don't we that yeah. something good happens to somebody else is that bad for me and it, it does strike me as a rather selfish thing of um you get your biggest ever ever yeah. trophy win I mean and then you can have the the Wigan debate as well can't you would you take an FA Cup with relegation and yeah. you know possible yeah, financial implications but come on it's about it's about the glory it's about the it's about the, the trophies and what, three three games away? The, the only issue yeah. is you can't, if, if you're a team like, like Norwich, i.e. Um, a lower level Premier League team, you're hoping that there's still, remember when Millwall got to the final and they had, they just managed on all the draws to, to get the right draw to, you know, and had to just beat Sunderland in the semi-finals to, to um, get there. God, can you imagine Mick McCarthy had got to the <laughs> FA Cup final? So we never would have heard the end of it, would we? But, um okay. No, if, if any Norwich fan thinks that winning the FA Cup would be a bad thing, they're, I'm sorry, they're, yeah. you know, they're insane. It would be, it would be the, and, and like like you say, in terms of that big club, little club, it's validation, isn't it? Yeah, massively. No, it's, um, it's crazy. I, I was interested, you said um, about
0: IKEA a moment ago, people queuing up, so. We need to go, Jack. Well, I I live in um, a little village called Wallingham and our closest kind of big town is Croydon and there's an Ikea in Croydon. And we've got we're in like a little village Facebook page thing. And everybody was like, who's going to Ikea today? It's reopening. And it was the same with McDonald's. Who's going to McDonald's today? and we spoke the other week about will football fans turn up to stadiums? And every and I think you were like, well, I'm kind of a bit offended that people think we're that dumb. Yes, we are that dumb because <laughs> people are going out. Don't be offended. We are thick. <laughs> like, I can't. I've got
1: no, up I got no. got no comeback yet. to that. Yeah. Feedback, I, then, I just then think what it proves, Jack, is if stadium. If you take something away from humans that they're used to and they love for a period of time they will long for it in a strangely disproportionate yeah. manner. I mean look I I spilled some stuff on a placemat ages ago and I've needed to go to IKEA to uh, to change the placemat and I'm sure yeah. I'd get some light bulbs and buy you know another plant that I that I don't need um, <laughs> yeah. but um yeah it's it's balmy isn't it i suppose at least with the mcdonald's thing you're um you're in your car and you're socially distanced but then if you see did you see in um in the wonderful town of ipswich a few weeks ago they opened costa coffee um and it literally shut the town down they had to close it within an hour because so many people wanted a wanted and i get it people want to go back to back to normality but to your point on um does that debunk my argument possibly it does doesn't it well, it's like it's kind of, like you say there about McDonald. We're, we're going on a tangent. I
0: apologise. We'll bring it back in a moment. Oh, people like this stuff, Jack. You said um, about oh, it's kind of harmless going to McDonald's. You didn't read the Great Yarmouth Mercury yesterday because they <laughs> I re- did opened, not read the Great Yarmouth Mercury. They 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 reopened the McDonald's on Gapton Hall. Now, have you ever been up there, the industrial park in Gapton?
1: I've not been to Yarmouth since I was about eleven. <laughs> <week before. laughs> <You> probably. <laughs>
0: probably a good choice
1: my but auntie too anyway I
0: won't bore you with the w- with how they've set up the road system around there but there's basically a major roundabout that leads into Gapton Hall so they reopened the McDonald's drive-through everyone's piling into McDonald's <laughs> it's looped back round into the major roundabout and they've had to get the police out to divert people away from the roundabout so it's taking police resource away here Ben this is not which hard- was a big complaint
1: about football wasn't it Oh, that will suck the resources away. Well, there you go. There's your, put that in your McDonald's burger and smoke it, yeah? Yeah. Although, to be fair, I, I would
0: probably be willing to to risk um, safety for a McFlurry. They are very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get on to sl- th- something slightly less uh, enjoyable. I could not believe this story when I saw it. And I had to reread it. Sunderland. I'm just going to say Sunderland and you can relate what's happening there at the moment.
1: Right, so as I understand, um, Sunderland have not stopped their—and stop me if I'm wrong about any of this—not stopped their direct debits for season tickets. <laughs> and obviously now, if if you're a Sunderland season ticket holder, you would have paid up. And just quickly, yeah. Jack, I'm sure you and I both have massive sympathy for Sunderland fans. Yeah, yeah. We, massive we, we're, sympathy. we're not having a we're not having a, a mock here. We understand their pain. And yeah. I was at Wembley to see them lose to um lose to Charlton in the in the playoff final last year um so their direct debits have now been taken for next season's season ticket and they've been told if there are no games you will get the um i follow feed which in league 1 <laughs> at Rotherham is uh, not at Rotherham that's a decent view um at Rochdale is one camera <laughs> no no replays um off you know i've seen ash from ipswich fan zone get better footage from his yeah, holding up his iPhone um, than you, you well, see when, on iFollow. When we were in the championship and we were
0: having to pay for iFollow, it's like a fiver. It's two minutes delayed. There was no commentary. So
1: you, ha- ca- you do have- get the local radio commentary, oh, um, but there may be a lag sometimes. Okay. Well, in that case, it's fully worth the money. Oh, is that Chris Gorham?
0: <laughs> it would it'd be. Oh, what, uh, what we used to have to do was pay your £5, get a terrible service, and then kind of turn your radio up. So it kind of sinks, but then Chris Gorham would announce the goal. And then you'd see the goal like a minute later on the, on the, I follow feed.
1: Just if anyone is going to accuse me again, of being a Norwich fan, I met Chris Gorham and did a podcast with him. Mm. So that's, that's the only reason I I don't sit and listen to Chris Gorham every, every Saturday. And he was very gracious and very lovely. I'm sure you've met him Jack as well. Him, yeah. And a, a, ve- a very good commentator, apparently he's been doing it for, very good. same as, um, Brenner woolley has been doing it for about a hundred years for, um, for Ipswich so you get the I follow footage only for the home games Jack yeah. <laughs> they're not, not going to give you the away games so effectively I mean I don't know what a Sunderland season ticket but I think my direct debit, debit for a, an Ipswich season ticket is like 40 quid a month or yeah. something like that so um, it's a pretty penny and obviously everything comes back to the the Netflix link of five ninety nine or whatever it is mm. um, so effectively the Sunderland fans would be paying 40, 50, you know, if they've got plush seats on the halfway line, probably more, to um, get an I follow subscription, uh, which costs five yeah, quid it, or something, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, one, the money, it, it is a lot. I think over, I, I mean, I got my, or applied for my refund a few weeks ago, and I think I'm entitled for about 130 quid, which is a fair, you know, a fair amount of money, especially in this climate. For me, the Sunderland thing is less about the money. It's more just don't treat your fans like that. It's a Am I right,
1: Jack, that they didn't get asked, that it, just, it no. just rolled over? Because to be fair to Marcus Evans, we got a letter, and I know I went on here and moaned about the fact that it said dear supporter and didn't have my name there. Which... At least it didn't say dear customer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Um, but did, yeah, and my, my name was on the envelope, like two inches above. Yeah. It's like, you know, show me some respect. But there you go. At least he sent a letter saying, right, if you want to keep paying it might well end up being a, a donation you yeah. know etc and i think have norwich done something where you can um there, there was a commenter called dan i think said that um he's happy for his to go to the academy or a local yeah, good so we had three options
0: yeah three options you could either get a, a straight up refund so they pay the amount you owed back into your bank account you could donate the amount to the Academy um, and all the money will go there, or you could donate your money to the community sports foundation, which is our really wonderful charity. So three very fair options. I think a lot of people donated their money to the Academy or to the charities, especially if they were like away memberships where you're entitled to like six pound 21 back or something. It's not worth the faff of going, getting that straight refund. So I think Norwich will probably keep a a fair a fair chunk of it. Um, but very much people are entitled to their to their cash back as well. Norwich
1: is interesting as well, Jack, because am I right, seventy five percent of the stadium is is season tickets. It's It's a a vast number, isn't it? it. I think
0: I mean I think it's about twenty two thousand season ticket holders in a 26,000 kind of home capacity, and there's a, a, a long waiting list as well, so they could up that if they wanted to. So, yeah, a, a vast amount of money coming
1: through season tickets at Norwich. So, a, a, you know, a massive financial stream. For- just quickly, Jack, this is the same club that the owner was willing to have Netflix cameras film him gamble. Um, on Will Grigg on a transfer deadline day. So wow. he might look like a hero if Will Grigg scored 10 goals and got them promoted. That, I mean, and I this, he's now gone, yeah?
0: Yeah, I had this um, written down here the, the Sunderland Till I Die documentary. I mean, I watched it. I know you watched it. I watched your really good interview with the chap who appeared in it. Yeah. Uh, and the one who was, you know, throwing some fairly punchy
1: questions at you and um, <laughs> he went but, into thug life mode didn't he yeah
0: i thoroughly enjoyed that whole series i thought it was it was it felt kind of mockumentary at times but i enjoyed it i thought it was a good look behind the scenes but now it, it just looks like it was a massive pr stunt doesn't it
1: well and you know putting my ipswich hat on we saw the previous season and we saw so much foreshadowing of yeah. what what then happened at you know, if you're in the championship and you change your manager and you lose the dressing room and your goalkeeper starts making individual mistakes. So us Ipswich fans were going, we're watching it going, Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> this is, this is happening. And we, you know, we, we're kind of, kind of seeing inside, but good documentary and a, you know, Norwich fans be grateful for Stuart Webber, basically.
0: Yeah, and The thing is, though, the thing that really frustrates me here, and I think fans have to take some responsibility as well, a a line that I was watching your interview a few weeks ago as I was putting up my DIY radiator cover with um, Kieran Maguire, the football finance expert, and he said football clubs are in a very different situation to your ordinary business because there's that community factor which so often saves football clubs from from financial turmoil we rarely see football clubs go under completely because they're often saved by fans they're propped up by fans Sunderland's ownership and Newcastle's ownership that we'll get onto in a moment know that they can get away with this and it will be fine because one football fans are incredibly fickle and have short memories all it takes for them is to win a pre-season game 3-0 and they'll all
1: forget
0: <laughs> what happened it's true so though true. It's true so true and, and they know that they are so invested in their football club they will throw money at it even if they haven't got it they will do anything to support their club and I think fans are taken taken for granted but it's it's a, it's almost a we have to take responsibility as well if we don't want this happening to us anymore don't buy your ticket and I know that's tough Just don't buy things. And then football clubs will start to see that they need to treat fans better. It's like we had it when Jez Moxie was here. He was trying to charge 30 quid for an FA Cup replay ticket. Fans just didn't go. And then Delia and everyone came out and said, yeah, look, we held our hands up. We got it wrong. Here's some money off your next ticket. So it's a massive frustration to me that fans are taken for granted. But we kind of have to
1: step up and go, look, we're not taking this anymore. We're right we're right on the edge of it being too much for a lot of it. When you get Manchester city fans who can't afford to go to Wembley for the fourth time that season, because they've already dropped 200 quid on the charity shield and then the league cup final. And you know, they didn't go to the FA cup final, did they? Because it's like, yeah, I've got no money left, guys. I've, you know, I wanted to go to Real Madrid three weeks ago, and it's like, can you imagine the cost to follow Manchester City or Liverpool also, to like, every game? Yeah, for us, going to Wembley
0: is a massive novelty, and it's great. If you're going, if you're going, it's a great stadium. But if you're going four times within six weeks. Yeah.
1: I'd probably be that hard. I will just watch can tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and can, can you imagine if Ipswich got to Wembley, even in a, even in the EFL oh, Trophy, one, I'm of, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one of like eight clubs or something who've never played at the new Wembley? it would yeah. be be amazing, you know. Even if we it it was EFL Trophy against Exeter, and you'd you'd have this hilarious thing of forty thousand Ipswich in one end, three thousand Exeter in the other, and then Exeter would win or something. <laughs> Just this silence at one end yeah. of the stadium. But no, it would be it would be absolutely incredible. But yeah, it's 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 right on the edge. But those Northeast guys, mm-hmm. Jack, they're they're crazy loyal. The yeah. the the amount of support and the level of support that um it's um i once heard on a on a wrestling podcast a really funny quote it was about it was about wrestling fans that that moan 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 they say and this is terrible and that's terrible and then next week where are they they're sat on their tv there the next week so we get a lot of people this is not right this is must change where are they next week yeah in their nah, seat that,
0: there is there is very much a, yeah i think that's probably goes across a lot of society at the moment that um that output, but it, it it's what makes them northeast clubs so great. But it's also what make their makes their fans vulnerable in a sense. They can be taken advantage of, which is a real shame. We mentioned their Ipswich going to Wembley. I think that's a fantastic link. Your owners, whoever wants it, wants an extended playoffs in League One. Am I right in saying
1: that? Yeah, semi right, semi right. <laughs> so, what's happened? And this just feels like the most Ipswich thing in the whole world is the initial EFL breakdown in league one was um, due to people not agreeing so they went back to the clubs and asked for quote innovative and creative proposals and of course everyone mocked and said you know oh five minutes sin bin uh Sub- take a player out every five minutes and if you end with 3v3 or something <laughs> next goal wins so we've got a lot of <laughs> humorous mocking although with that, with no, that first sentence innovative and creative I, I, jack i think i'm exactly right with that quote innovative and creative, and that was from the efl as well um, Asking for this. can i just say no one's going to beat your line about football fans getting carried away about friendlies that's absolutely hilarious we've all been to a pre-season friendly where someone comes out going do you know, I think we can do it this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we can. We we just won one nil at Barnet, and Miles <laughs> Miles Kenlock just—I I think he's worth ten million now. <laughs> you know? it's so I love football fans for that. But right, so the proposals um, were asked for and then seemingly ignored, and then they asked for another load of proposals. I think basically because Mark Palios was making too much noise tram mayor and obviously um mark Palios is compared to league one owners he, he was the former chief exec of the fa he's probably still got more lobbying power than um you know andy holt for example yeah. or or dara the explorer at peterborough <laughs> whatever um so we're basically at the point now where by june the 9th it was going to be june the 8th there they've again asked for more proposals. And Mark Palios and Tranmere have come up with this system that includes margin for error. So they've basically taken the last three seasons and said... So, for example, in the Championship last year, Leeds would have been promoted on points per game, but they would say there was margin for error because in the end, Sheffield United overtook them. Yeah, okay. And they've, worked, they've gone and worked out all the points. I don't know why they've only done it for three seasons. I'm sure someone calculated all the seasons to find out exactly the right amount that would keep e, Tremor in yeah. the division, but there you go. So they've done it for three seasons and you apply the margin for error on teams in either playoff positions or um, promotion relegation positions. So if you apply margin of error to Bolton and Southend, Jack it doesn't make any difference. They're too far behind. Yeah, They still get relegated. So you could say that even in a massive outlier season, and this is the point people always argue, Oh, AFC Wimbledon were in the bottom three last year, and they survived. MK were in the bottom three last year, and they survived, etc. So what this serves to do is save Tranmere, but also put Rotherham at risk, which would then engage yeah. the entire A owners below Rotherham to say, "Oh, well, if we pass that, there's one automatic place up for grabs." And obviously, for people like Darren McCantony um, and you know whoever Oxford, Pompey, Sunderland you know they're going to go for it aren't they so what seems to have happened is that Marcus, Marcus Evans and it genuinely feels like um can we do a proposal I suppose we should do a proposal Do <laughs> you, you, you want to do one I don't know really do you want to write it or oh, I can't be asked we're going to look silly y- you write it Marcus go on oh okay um right where are we in the league Tenth, we're tenth. I thought I gave Paul Lambert a new contract. We're not supposed to be. We're tenth, are we? Oh, okay. Right. Um. So, um. Can can I get one of my maths pods from Marcus Evans' group, please, to sort this out? Yeah. Right. Make me an idea that puts Ipswich in the playoffs. Um Well they're not gonna go for that, Marcus. Well I know, of course they're not gonna go for it, but I may as well might as well do something anyway. <laughs> that, that to me is the conversation that they had. They know they're not gonna go for it, but they just throw in a proposal So look, is it as serious as Mark Palios's Tranmere one? No. Are they gonna go for it? No. Um Is it a little is it a little bit pathetic? <laughs> What's it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's massively pathetic, but um, I I think I think they're just putting in a proposal for the sake of putting in a proposal. But <laughs>
0: well, I admire the I admire the, the, the speculative nature of it. I thought you were going to say for a moment that you were somehow figured out through margin of error that Ipswich could have crept in the playoffs. I was oh. like, that is a lot of margin
1: of error. That's the stupid thing with all of this is. If you, the pandemic had hit about six weeks earlier, we were top of the league. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so Ipswich, isn't it? That you can't even time a pandemic, right? <laughs> you, should, you should try, if you go back far
0: enough and not appoint Paul Lambert, like all Norwich fans knew that you shouldn't have done. And, you know, maybe appointed someone else who was suited for the job. That's your
1: argument. Say, well, our margin varies. It is. We appointed the man but it's 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 very silly but i've now got a new line on this jack and this this goes into this goes into trump that it's not it's not the best idea that gets voted for in votes it's the idea that's most attractive to the most people that's therefore true. it is though isn't it therefore yeah. if tramir can pick out a system where um mark palios can go to afc wimbledon and go well if you vote for this, you still stay up. And so do we, and he can go to, um, Dara and go, Oh, Dara, if you vote yeah. for this one, you know, give, give a little gate, could still get, still get a Wickham fine. Yeah. You know, you could make top two. You said, you said on the radio, Gareth Ainsworth, that you could get top two. So, um, but look through the whole thing, I bet you the EFL just go with their initial. So
0: choice. what, so what is going on then? Because every, you know, we, we talk about League One on, on each and every one of these episodes and I always say, what's going on? And you say, well, in a couple, you know, maybe
1: this <laughs> evening there'll be a conclusion. Ben, we're six weeks on, nothing's happened. I know, I know. I, I don't blame Rick Parry for that, honestly. I blame the clubs not being able to agree and I blame the disparate nature of League One where you have Sunderland and AFC Wimbledon, Ipswich and Rochdale in the same division and they've got totally different outlooks and yeah. and that and that's fine and that, that is what it is. Right, where we are now is um, the deadline for the proposals was on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so Marcus probably started writing his <laughs> at about 4.50, I reckon, on, on Tuesday. Can you get this email out by five? <laughs> 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 so then the meeting was going to be on the 8th. Uh, what date are we now, Jack? Are we on the fifth, 4th? It would be Monday, today. would it? Fifth today. Yeah, so the 8th would be Monday. Yeah. They've bumped that to Tuesday but I have been told it's a multiple decision that's going to be made on this meeting and like you I don't care whether that means they've only got two hours to vote for what they're going to do after they, they go through so the idea is the EFL are going to vet the um, proposals so whether they allow Mark Pallios is in or Marcus Evans in um, or they just say well we've listened to them all and we're still just going to go with either curtail or um uh, restart the sorry, curtail with points per game and relegations, etc., or um, restart the season for everybody. Restart the season for everybody is not going to happen. It's just just no. just absolutely not going to happen. Or whether they can sneak in Mark Palios's um, or Marcus Evans thing and still vote for it. So what I'm hoping is on Tuesday there is it's it's, it's got to be black and white at this point, Jack. Yeah. It's got to be right. Here's what you're voting for to change the regulations. Do you want to vote to change the regulations? Go, and then the second vote would be in the event of a curtailment. This is what this is what you're going to do, etc. But yeah. It's, it's crazy, rumbled it? and rumbled and rumbled now, but at least we can have a laugh about how stupid it all is now. We had a great
0: tweet from um, Ivan Adcock on Twitter last night, and he said, "If League One clubs decide on an eight-team playoffs, can you see a 20-team mini competition in the Premier League to decide who wins the league?"
1: <laughs> but the, <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> if if one is if one is as stupid as the other, then yeah, it's it's getting it's getting ridiculous and it does feel like with league 1 clubs it's the lunatics running the asylum isn't it and yeah. you you want you want the leadership to just go look You spent three million on Will Grigg. You don't deserve an opinion. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? What you hired Paul Lambert and he took you from first to tenth in six weeks. No, you forfeited your opinion. Go away. This is what we're going to do, (laughs) and bloody well do it. You
0: know. So very much. We'll get on to some Twitter questions in a moment. I, I don't know about you, Ben, but you know we're very civil on here my hatred for ipswich probably isn't as great as, as a lot of norwich fans but sometimes on twitter i just feel a bit petty and i kind of want to i kind of want to rumble some ipswich fans so this morning you're part I, of the problem jack aren't I'm you i'm very much part of the problem yeah i'm uh, i'm not stuck in traffic i am the traffic um, <laughs> I was tweeted the the Pinkan article where it said Norwich City's new management structure won't work, says Ipswich Town Chief Ian Milne. And I just thought I'd tweet it out.
1: (laughs) How how old is that article?
0: Uh, Three years old. I know. You know.
1: I don't. I just sometimes feel like I'm. I don't know. It's naughty. The the, the only. The, I don't have much leverage over Norwich fans. The only thing that seems to wind them up is when I tell them the realities of how rich they are compared to most other Championship clubs. They yeah. don't seem to like that. They, they
0: they're, like, they're ha- parachute payments as well.
1: Yeah, they're happy for me to tell them how brilliant they were in 2018, 19. <laughs> yes. But they also want me to tell them that they did it without spending. Any money whatsoever, but no, I don't have any. We we have a fun little joke on in in our fabled WhatsApp group, um, yeah. where um rattled and living rent free. They that <laughs> that comes up that comes up a lot. Um, oh, we we rattled the Blue Monday guys. We're living rent free in their in their heads, and and I I often get called a fraud, and, and sometimes I get called a nonce, which I. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> which I think it's rather it's rather unfair for my for my football, but yeah. So sometimes a WhatsApp um, quote will go, oh, you fraud, nonce, rent-free rattle?" <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, it's
0: funny are you saying them things than a than a standard person. I don't, I, yeah, <laughs> thanks, deck <very Jack>. <laughs> Um, okay, we we had some we had some Twitter questions. The first was, the first was from Joe Fez. He said, "Who is a member the, what, of the Blue Monday WhatsApp group?" <laughs> okay, well, hello, Joe. Um, what is which is more desperate, Ipswich Town trying to get an expanded playoffs, or Norwich City pushing for for no relegation from the Premier League? Right, I'll defend. You've kind of defended your point. Well, not very well, because you you admitted it It was embarrassing. (laughs)
1: I'll go go for the Ipswich one. I'm going to call the Ipswich one pathetic, Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: I I would say, then, that this could be showing more desperation from your end. um, Because what Stuart Webber's argument was, you can't relegate teams if the season wasn't finished. However, he was very much of the opinion that the season should be finished. So... He wasn't pushing for for us not to go down. He wanted the season to finish, as it probably will do, unless there's a a, a crazy second spike with, with the pandemic. Um, but he was basically saying that there shouldn't be relegations or promotions should the season not finish, which I kind of get, to be honest. He,
1: he also said that at a time before Germany had started, didn't he? Um, yeah. He said that at a time with much... I don't think he'd say that now because I no. think he'd be much more short look. It's it's gonna happen. And then the FA came out the following week, did they and, and said, Well, no, relegations are are gonna happen. But um I take I take Joe's point and he's yes, a he very, very knowledgeable chap actually. Joe,
0: you are very much the one supporting the desperate football club. No I <laughs> Um Daniel at least, Ember- we, at least
1: we were able to laugh about it, Jack. It's <laughs> yeah, just that's so true. ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, I, I I keep saying Ipswich from being promoted this season is like when Joey Essex gets a doctorate from the Essex of university for, you know, do they really? just, give, just give, give, no, you know, when they just give oh, out PhDs yeah, yeah. to undeserving famous people, yeah, that, <laughs> that would be Ipswich's promotion this year, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Daniel Emery
0: asks top three underrated Derby goals from both sides. I think the one that always pops into my mind is probably forgotten because of the scoreline was Jimmy Bullard. Oh God, yeah. That was an unbelievable strike.
1: Yeah, um I have said about that game. I I was on a tour in Northern Ireland, so I had a ticket and um I wasn't on a tour, I was a tour on a tour of the UK, but I was okay. in Northern Ireland at that point and my phone kept going with score updates and oh it wasn't it wasn't nice. But yeah, it's an amazing goal as well and um and another one um that I think gets forgotten was the first Alex Maffey goal in the five nil. Um mm. there's a throw in from the wing. And he spins and volleys it in the top corner from outside the box. Everyone forgets it because it was after about fifteen seconds, and then of course there was another four goals in the game, and he got the he got the hat trick. But it's an absolutely absolutely brilliant goal. Obviously, mm. the um the Bradley Johnson Thunder Bastard yeah. one, where he nearly takes the net off the off the back <laughs> of the goal, was. Uh, but I don't know whether that's underrated. I think people acknowledge that. Yeah, that's brilliant, I yeah.
0: think I was directly behind. That was when I used to sit in the. In the river end, and I was directly behind it. I've never seen—I've
1: like
0: never seen a ball struck that hard. It was—it was vicious.
1: I'm gonna—I'm gonna gazump you on that. I've seen a ball oh, struck yeah. harder than that since by Fernando Forestieri. You must have been at that game.
0: Yeah, I was. I, what, oh, I don't think it. I suppose it was further out, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it, I, I was. Struck- Probably hard. What's what's the, I always ask you this every. What's the stand called that I would have been set in that the game? Ja- um, you were
0: at the Jarrell, weren't you? Jarrell stand, South- and I was yeah.
1: kind of in line with him as well. And I swear yeah. that season of all the games I saw, no one hit a shot harder than harder than that one. And because yeah, Norwich that- were nice and high up in the league a few people around me of course I went wow what a goal like that and started, started clapping um but a few Norwich fans did applaud that goal but yeah you basically no, we, promoted by were, point. I
0: applauded that goal that was a that was a really nice there was some really good opposition goals at Norwich that season I can remember Steve Morrison scoring from the halfway line for Millwall <laughs> that was outrageous as You're well he'll be a good
1: manager um, you mark my words on that Steve Morrison yeah he'll be a very good manager. really yeah. Yeah, very clever. I saw a lot of Millwall in 1718 and you know when you can see someone is completely no the no one ever <laughs> brains <laughs> said said this championship nerd. Um no, but you know when you see when someone's the brains on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, clever clever player
0: Stephen. I think in terms of underrated strikers he was certainly an underrated striker for us. I think he scored couldn't in, run, in he? seven so consecutive So slow. No, he couldn't, but I think he scored in six or seven
1: consecutive
0: Premier League games. For in us, the Premier League.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he was, um, I think we we lost them all, but he scored them. <laughs> yeah, just left. mentioned, to take the time to mention Marcus Stewart did, the, did that for Ipswich uh, in the You season. and Marcus Stewart. And I think, Jack, I think either all of them or all but one were the opening goal in the game as well. So it got to the point where the bookies were like, you know, yeah. I, I always remember Kevin Phillips coming to Ipswich for Sunderland and I've never, he was like, six to five on to score the first brilliant. goal because he's just such a machine at that point and yeah he scored the... in fact I remember in that game I did the brilliant football supporter thing of after about 20 minutes going oh we don't want we play playing Phillips quite well at the moment he's been quite oh goal <laughs> <laughs> it
0: must have been um Odds that short for where Luis Suarez rocked up to Carrode, I think. Hat-trick evens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they would have taken a lot of money on hat-tricks, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the goal that pops into my mind in terms of being underrated. There hasn't been any stunners in recent years, has there?
1: I don't think. It's been, all the games have been... I mean, you played really well in the 3-0, the the last one. Um, yeah. But all the goals were a bit... I mean, there was one nice... Buendia for Pukki the last two goals were quite similar weren't they um but yeah yeah it's it's the
0: the Grant Hanley cross for Tim Close's header was incredibly underrated a centre-back to
1: mess though wasn't it absolutely if 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 you take into account the massive mistake by Bielkowski running out and just fouling for god's sake stop the game you know yellow card Bart silly boy Definitely. Okay. one more question. This comes in from Richard Secker, and I suppose
0: it applies to everyone, not just Norwich. He says, um, Carrot is a very hard place to come when it's packed. Most of our points have come from home games. Does this mean we'll lose an advantage now having to play games behind closed doors? Is there there something in that, do
1: you think? Possibly, but. Carrow Road is also the hardest place to get to for every Premier League team, and they may no. This is not a joke, Jack. This is not a joke. They may have to travel on the same day, um, in long journeys on coaches. So, um, what you get taken away with Carrow Road, you actually get given back. I think with the other hand. Look, we're all. Let's be honest. You're you're a well-read football fan. Um, I think I am too. Um, We're all guessing. On this, yeah. we don't know, it's unprecedented. We don't know. I still stand by the fact that one team will tank and lose all of their games, yeah. that they, they just won't be able to deal with um, all of the changes. Well, there, and, has, there's been a case of that in the Bundesliga, hasn't there? Was it is it Schalke or someone like I don't well, that that would be David, um, David Wagner's team, wouldn't it? Schalke, or maybe the old I'm sure we've seen
0: someone on, on an awful run.
1: yeah. I so yeah. I think, and I think someone will just. You know, go on a tear, um, and yeah. I suppose you'd you'd hope that would be that would be Norwich. One one thing we've we've said on the previous shows is that Norwich is so strong on pattern of play and rehearsed um, rehearsed moves that it, does, does it matter? Um, um, we've said about players before they they praise the crowd when when they win and say <laughs> it benefits them, but then they say, oh, it doesn't affect me when you know when it's negative. So we we never get the truth from players about the actual influence on the crowd um but who who knows who knows the one thing i did laugh
0: when i saw the kind of proposed rulings and how things will be changing is that that you can kind of organize one or two pre-season friendlies but it has to be within 90 minutes you can't get to anywhere in 90
1: minutes we'll be playing like this or someone that's your punishment for the advantage you're going to get yeah. from these poor Liverpool players with deep vein thrombosis from—I oh no, know—I think they've already been—they've already—but been, who, who have you got? But like Manchester United in the cup quarter final. Yeah. If that game is played at—I mean—I'm sure Man United will be able to sort some kind of hotel. But they're—they're yeah. they're saying, um, you know, it's going to be two buses and long drawn-out journeys. But you know, if I'm if I'm Norwich and I'm wanting that game played at midday. Yeah so yep. and man united to travel down on the on the same day on a bus look i know it's a luxury bus but still they would have been down a day before they would have had a lovely sleep they would have had a walk around in the morning Um, so yeah. you know but the uh, bundesliga has had uh, they've had a upturn in the metrics for away points haven't they well, i think I'm i think sure. i think uh, the I mean, away points bright, have gone yeah okay. have gone up so um so you the the the, the commenter might be might be correct The the long-winded waffly answer is we, d- we don't no. know no I, I i'm really i
0: am actually looking forward to having just a constant stream of football on the t- on the telly though and i again i saw you mention the other day about amazon's power in terms of financial you know they amazon are by far probably the, the most cash rich company on the planet at the moment and i thoroughly enjoyed amazon's coverage
1: uh, Yeah,
0: back a lot of around- people have said that jack like the for you could pick um, if you wanted the commentary offer on the the,
1: the presenters were very good. Um, they had the um, stats rolling. Happens, I think they had the stats rolling under the game if you wanted as well. Yeah. Which you know, if you're an analytical type, is, yeah. is great. So to, great. You know,
0: I mean, I paid my seven pounds a month for for Prime, and I know that they're doing it for free. But if they up that to I don't know twenty quid a month, and it means you get unlimited support. My-
1: my missus buys at least two things from amazon per day so <laughs> she's got the prime sorted what, what have we watched on prime we've watched all of hell's kitchen oh um, yes so, so have we. yeah so the one
0: that we've been slightly frustrated with is there's two um two series of catfish do you know that the i think i watched it.
1: them all on mtv when i had actual sky tv oh, but I, okay. I haven't watched catfish for for years, but are they not put them on there.
0: No, so there's two series, but the the most recent series you have to pay two pound forty nine an episode for. And, an episode? Yeah, per episode. Steve. And I'm not, you know, I'm not spending two pound forty nine on any episode. Oh, when I can wait seven years for it to be free <laughs> <Yeah>. on
1: Netflix. <laughs>
0: exactly right. I think I think we've exhausted. We're on to catfish. So I think we've probably exhausted our chat for this week, Ben.
1: Any any final words? Um, we. Uh, we we like to come on and try and point out all the ways that we're further on. And we clearly are further on. We've had a fixture list and we've got a date for for the championship. I just want to make people aware of that curtailment and that 700 million. That includes the solidarity payments all the way down the um, EFL. So hopefully those people who were on the narrative of oh stop the Premier League for six months would understand that is doomsday for the entire of, um, of all four divisions really. And all that money going, going back. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Don't take Marcus Evans proposal too seriously. If you're, if you're an Irish fan, you've got enough areas where you can win on Twitter already. You don't, you don't need. It's it's like the um like the exaggerations about um Trump, isn't it? You don't need to exaggerate. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't make up extra stuff. There's there's plenty of stuff you've got on him. So um. yeah. The, the ammunition is is very much there.
0: Um, well, pleasure to speak to you, mate. I hope you have a a good week, and uh, we'll catch up maybe this time next week, and hopefully we won't be far off the first fixtures.